last, we'll be first. What a day, I'm telling you. It's Jimmy and Annette, and we are here to hang out with you today. This is Living Up in a Down World. Thanks for joining us. We so appreciate you listening to the program and participating with us, interacting with us, especially on our website, livingupinadownworld.com. Keep them coming. We added several new folks. Hey, Annette. Hey. How are you doing? I'm a lot better than I was yesterday. You are stunning, by the way. If Honey, only no. we were on video. No. We should do a vlog. A no, 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 no. A vlogcast. I'm sitting here in a tank top and shorts and no makeup. That's what I'm saying. My hair is uh, dry from the pool because we swam this morning. But I know. I, you are beautiful no, inside and out. I appreciate out. that. Let's get to our show. What episode oh, are we on? What uh, episode? Number 28. Wow. Okay. That means number 28, 28 weeks. Of doing living up in a down world, that's good. That's really it's, we've hung in there. I know. It, we had a little misfire yesterday. We tried this yesterday, and we <laughs> it did said not no. Go well, we weren't. We feeling weren't having it. a good day yesterday. It's just one of those. There are days when they're you know you and I have a rhythm, right? We do. And we people, didn't have that rhythm yesterday. It's funny because people comment. It's like you guys finish each other's sentences. You're like, and yesterday we were just off. Well, the weather was really mm-hmm. dreary. I mean, we had Which off, is weird. rain off and on. And uh, it just was dark in the house, and it just felt, I don't know, know. it kind of gives you this state of depression. Even though we weren't depressed, it was just not a good day. You're a sunshine kind of girl. Oh, I do. I love love the the sun. sun. I love the sun. Everybody else is whining because it's 100 degrees, and you're like, oh, (laughs) let's go out. Well, and I have two... Skin cancer spots, but they're uh, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I got do those taken care of. take care of myself in the sun, but sometimes it just happens. But I, I do. I need the sunshine. Yeah. It brings my mood up. When I, I couldn't live in Seattle. <laughs> I couldn't either. Yes. First of all, for many reasons, not just the sun. Right. <laughs> just because that Seattle. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Portland, well, we have a friend who lives minds. in Washington State. Yeah, Camas, Washington, right across the the what's it called the Oh, the River Gorge, something River Gorge. Anyway, he lives right across from Portland, and yeah, Portland's and he it's really hard on him because he's depressed a lot. That's true, he does. He goes through really bad seasons. Yeah, you're not going to have you're going to have sunshine. They say Florida's the sunshine state. (laughs) No, Texas is the sunshine state. Florida probably is too. It is, and I love Florida as well. So, Uh, get me thinking about Destin. I know. We could Blue still water, go. We could still go. White beaches. We could. We should. Oh, by the way, the reason why we can just pick up and go is because we are on a two-month sabbatical. Can we make it three? Uh, no, I'm I know. really liking this. I know. I think we should getting used try to, to find someone for four more weeks. Three months is is that's the sweet spot. I'm thinking is is this what retirement's like? Because if it is, I'm it's not going to happen. I know you're it's right. It's not going to happen, not gonna happen no. for us. We we literally we can enjoy this, but I think we would just we wouldn't have enough purpose. I we think. we need purpose. We're yeah. purpose, and we love people too. I remember much. that book by Rick Warren, "The Purpose Driven Life." We're that. I mean, really are. Yes, right? we're, we're driven by the purpose, and the purpose is the mission and the great commission 
which is to go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. So what we're called to do. Exactly. So, so yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is nice. So we're enjoying it. So we're, we started week three today, actually. Yes. This is day 21 of what, 60 days, 60-ish, a little 63 60, or something like that. 60. So, yeah, a little over 60 days. And uh, it has been such a blessing. I, I've told several people who've asked and who've said, hey, so how's it going? I'm like, this is the greatest gift in ministry that I've ever been given. Exactly. Somebody could give me a car. I could be excited about that. They could give me a piece of equipment. I could be cool. Uh, guitars. I've had guitars given to me. Nothing compares to this. No, it's really a nice. The gift of time. Yes, I was going to say, it's a nice gift of time. And rest. Lots of rest. Yeah. Although we had company for a little while. That's and true. it was heavy uh, dealing with some family that's going through some uh, challenges in life from from past, from past. issues, yeah, past issues, and, and we were dealing with that with um, one of our family members. And but I'm so glad they came to stay with us. Yes, I love what I'm not going to use a name, so no, I don't no. want to. But but I love what was said. And, and the, oh, FedEx is here! No, Yay. don't don't say it out loud. Oh, Chevy sorry. Will run, I'll start barking. <laughs> so if the doorbell rings, it's because we've got like a ton of stuff <laughs> coming today. Exactly. When you live in the country, like we live between Fredericksburg and Comfort or San Antonio, so we live out in the country. So um, Amazon Prime, everything <laughs> online is our friend. Well, today's uh, like Christmas. I know. We, we're like, how did it's like a convergence? Because it's, it's a prime. Oh, there it goes. Is There's, it Amazon Prime Day? Where you get oh. all your stuff oh, at one time. That? I did. Oh, Because I wanted why. less boxes. We don't. Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I did that on purpose because we usually we go to the church and drop boxes. them off, but we all haven't right, done that. All right. Oh, good. Okay. But anyway, let's get back to. Um, yes. Yeah, so great week last week. What was so beautiful is that two things that really stood out to me. One, we felt like the Lord gave us the privilege of with one of our kids of sitting and letting them process and unpack some trauma from the past and some things that have happened over the years uh, didn't have anything to do with us personally. It was things that happened to, to them as a child. Um, and as an adult, some as an adult as well. And so we, the Lord gave us the privilege of hosting them for the week and not being here to talk, but being here to listen. Exactly. And that is what we did. We spent the whole week listening and helping them process they were going through in major breakthroughs. I'm so honestly, I mean, I wrote him, I'm journaling a lot right now because of this sabbatical. I've got this time and I'm, I love journaling and I've really picked it back up. I, I kind of let it go through the years, getting busy with church and ministry and all that. And you kind of just, it ends up being second, third, fourth, fifth down the line. And now I've been able to make that a primary thing, but I've been able to journal things about last week that I, I'm just so grateful grateful that as parents but also as peers kind of because mm -hmm. our kids are grown now they're not children anymore they still but, sometimes we think of them that way but now they're but they're i love a that they trust us with yes challenges in their life and isn't just, that the greatest way oh to honor goodness. your parents is yes. to trust them trust scripture says that we're to honor our parents and obey them in the lord and and the fact that all three of our kids trust us to tell us what's going on mm -hmm. or to unpack things and offload things. We're here in this season of our lives. We're here for that. 
Yeah. Right. To right. help them. And, but the second thing that was really encouraging to me, people have always said about our home that there's such peace. Peace. Here. We keep hearing that even from our own children, which is pretty incredible. That encouraged me so much because that is what we desire is to have a home of peace or, or the Hebrew word is shalom. And it simply means complete, whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Beautiful. Not that we don't have broken oh, we got things in our life. Just but like anybody we, else. we really bathe our home in in yeah. peace. Yeah. Unless we come off sounding super spiritual, we have crap just like everybody else. <laughs> right. It's just life happens and uh shift happens. I'll say it that way. Oh, you better be careful. Oh, I'll be very careful. I'll I remember one time word. in church. One time in the pulpit, I did say the word. Yes, I? you did. And it was, and the whole yep. church erupted. Oh and my I thought, gosh. I think we had a bigger Sunday the next week because they were hoping you would <laughs> well, do it again. I remember just after it happened, I stood there totally red faced. I just dropped the word. And I said, come back to me, people come back. It was over. I, we just, it's time to say a prayer and laugh and go home and love on each other. It's funny. So, and do yeah, you remember, do you remember the one time we had someone come in and preach who, who hasn't preached at our church in years? And he came in, he didn't tell us everything he was going to say. And he flipped the bird. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget in church. Shock and awe. We were like, uh, we're not going to oh, have you back. I could now. not believe he did no, that. It, it was We should write a book on crazy stuff that's happened yes. in church because we got a ton of and stories. And he wasn't flipping the bird at people. He was using, he was giving an illustration of something that happened, happened to him. To him. But I'm like, yeah, you sometimes can you can go too say far. It, <laughs> go but, too far with a metaphor or yes, an illustration. Yes. He went a little far with that. A little far. And I love him. I love him. But oh, that he's, was, yeah, he's our, one of our that dear was, friends. That um, was a little unsettling. That was uncool. <laughs> I don't even remember how the church responded. I think. I felt the I felt the barometric Bare- pressure, pressure in the room change. Yes. I was like, all the oxygens went out of the room. I think it was just it shock, just total shock. I'm glad. I think that the you shock don't do was that. from you and me mostly because we were like, what did you just do? <laughs> so if you're a pastor or thinking about being in ministry, <laughs> don't is, ever don't use ever. the bird. <laughs> As an illustration. Exactly. <laughs> That's how you kill a mood. <laughs> I know. We're going we're, we're oh to start gosh. laughing. Oh, yeah, man. We have had some so funny things happen. Freaking funny. So this week, um, Pastor Eddie <laughs> spoke yesterday. Oh. Jimmy, it was so hard for me because I wanted I to know. get on and I just know. listen to him. Yes. I did talk to Tina this morning, and she said he was excellent. Can I set this up a little? Yeah, go ahead. Because not everybody who's listening That's knows true. what's going That's on. True. So if you tuned in, it's like when you jump in the middle of a show right. or a series. Um, we're on our sabbatical, and we're we're going by a rule book, a playbook. I'm calling it. We're we're running the play. So just use an athletic <laughs> metaphor. Of course, you're going of course to do that. So um, we're running the play and the playbook was we're to completely separate from work, which that's what a sabbatical is or a Sabbath. If you do a, a weekly Sabbath, which you should be doing if you're a follower of Jesus. But a sabbatical is once every five to seven years, you actually take a, an extended period. So it's an extended Sabbath. And the idea there is that you you unplug, you decompress, you rest, you, you disconnect, uh, which is very hard for me being a pastoral. Kind oh, and of it's pastor. hard for me doing the business of the church. Right. So we both have our our struggles that we're having to navigate. Me, FOMO, hashtag FOMO, fear of missing out. 
which, which is, is a actual, real thing. It's an actual condition. Yes. I, I looked it up out of curiosity because I was feeling that when we first, like the week that we were about to start, I started feeling this anxiety. But you don't feel that now. You're actually. Not at all. I was you're surprised. You're actually doing better than I anticipated. <laughs> I thought you were going to say better than you are. Well, that's true. A you are bit. a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. It's been harder on It you. has. It has. I've I've kind of just settled into it like I've crawled into into a, a metaphorical hammock and I'm drinking sweet tea on a summer day. I mean, that's how I so a big word came to me while I was journaling the other day and it's the word receive. Mm. I had not thought about it. I used a lot of word R words to to express what a sabbatical is. Why R words? Rest, restoration, oh, okay. gotcha. recovery, rejuvenation, refilling. And then I was writing in my journal, like the first week and the word receive. And I sort of wrote it, not thinking I was kind of free writing. And I was like, that's it. That's the essence. Because the nature of being in pastoral ministry is we give out nonstop, almost to a fault. Sometimes we give away so much in the scripture. Jesus made this comment or it says about Jesus in the book of John that that Jesus did not give himself to them or to mm-hmm. man because he knew what was, was in man. man. And and there's a, a principle of balance and a healthy detachment attachment. Well, he would go away for short amount or, or long amounts of time. Huh, he went away for 40 days on one <laughs> right, shot. Just so that he could receive from the Lord. Because if there you think about everything he's giving out and he's, you have to have a time of receiving yeah. so that then you'll have enough to give out. And so he had many reprieves. Yeah. It says that he withdrew often mm-hmm. to barren places. But we don't <laughs> do that. To be with God. No. As we're, humans. We're just, we go, go, go because we live And then we go this. on vacation and we go, go, go. I oh, I don't even. Vacations don't excite me. No, but. The beach kind of still does me only not, because I I'm love to hear the we, roar hey, of the beach. If we wake up one morning and we are feeling it, let's just pack a very tiny Hopefully bag. Hopefully Southwest Miles will be kind to us. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And so we may end up doing a little beach trip just just to do something on this. I didn't want to plan anything. No, we talked about that. Right. I don't either. Not planning it. So anyway, that's what we're in the middle of. Uh, well, I say in the middle or not even in the middle. So we're three weeks in. It has been for me, I feel like I'm breathing air, fresh air, clean I'm air. I'm seeing God do some amazing things in you, though, that I have, I don't think I've ever witnessed to this extent. Thank you. Because you're um, more excited about the word than I've ever seen you, not that you weren't before, but there's, there's a. Oh, the word of God is coming it's alive. It's so coming alive. Al- and you're already like, okay. I want to do this series. I want to do this series. I, I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, don't even talk about it till, right. till the very you're end right. because you're going to, so much. it's going to culminate into something really beautiful by the time you're done. Thank you for saying that because that really is what's happening right now. The The word of God has come alive to me. Now I'm, I'm, I'm activating something called Lectio Divina. I'm, I'm stepping into a process of where you read, you meditate, you pray, and then you contemplate. Not a long passage, but a short, like a one verse or even a phrase or a sentence, like he leads me beside still waters. And instead of going on and reading the rest of Psalm 23, you stop and you meditate, you pray, and then you contemplate that. 
And then you journal about it. You write about it. It's a good way to express it. Then you start the cycle all over again with the next verse. So I'm slow reading the Bible. In fact, I had, okay, I had these ambitions when we started this. I was going to um, read some books. But what I'm finding is that the Lord has slowed me down and said, why do you, why do you think you got to somehow check off a list of books to read? How about reading two verses? So oh. I'm focusing on Psalm mm. 23 right now. That's good. That's that, really good. The 23rd Psalm has... It's so packed with well, nuggets say, and wisdom. What I will say about it is that years ago, I always kind of relegated that to, oh, yeah, that's a nice, sweet sentiment. I don't know why. Maybe because it seemed overused in some context. Right. As I've grown and gotten older and, and into this season... I'm well, beginning no. to see the power in that verse. You're, you're, it's, you're making it personal. There you go. That's the difference. When you make scripture personal to you, yeah. it, it really does change everything. Speaking so, of what? personal, Uh-oh. we got to go hang out with Adam and Tina Curry. <laughs> no, I was a little segue there. Yes. Uh, because we went to see a movie, and what was the name of the movie? Sound of Freedom. Tell us your Amazing. take on that movie, because it blew my mind. Well, you know, I saw it a, f- a couple of years ago. Jim Caviezel oh, right. came to Fredericksburg and showed it at a restaurant of, of some owners that come go to our church, and we were invited, and you weren't able to go. I was able to attend, and I was blown away by Jim's, um, gosh, he is so, I mean, this movie is not just about doing a movie. It's in his heart. It's in his soul. It's passion. his being. Yeah, you know, he was in right. the passion of Christ, but there's more passion in just him talking about this movie and the impact it's made on his life. And um, it's it's a story of Tim Ballard, and he's amazing, amazing man of God who chose to step down from his um, career as um, in law enforcement and take on the challenge of finding pedophiles, but also finding the kids that these pedophiles are trafficking across the nation. And it's amazing. In fact, I got on when I told you I was online, I was researching something. I was looking the uh, it's called Operation Railroad. Underground. Underground Railroad. Yeah. And uh, which is O-U-R. And I was looking at all their merchandise going, gosh, what can I do to to help support? Because that's how you support them. You know, other ways to just sending money. But they have they have merchandise. And I was just looking at it going, Lord, what is it that you want us to do as a church, as as a couple to alleviate this horrific, horrific what? So I'll just say this. Okay, go ahead. For one. We can't go ourselves. That's no, not our no, call. It's, it's not, not our, our lane. It's not our expertise. Right. But we can, through finances and through resources, we can support those who yes. are doing the work. Yes. But And my heart, after seeing that movie again for the second time, because two years had passed. And I, they edited. They, and they, they added, they added a couple of yeah. things to it. And I, and I went home. I came home and I was researching on YouTube some of the... Um, shorts and documentaries and I just I was mesmerized by it I just continued to to watch and it I know they're working on another movie Jim Caviezel said we watched Jordan Peterson interviewed him and Tim Ballard he expressed that he was working on the next movie which is actually the first operative they did which was in Haiti which is going to be in the second movie 
and I'm, I'm just, um, I guess I'm, I'm so enamored by people who have a call on their life mm-hmm. that is that strong Love that. that they're willing to make a difference and, and give up their own life for kids. It he just quit his job. He, yes. he was a federal agent, a border patrol agent who dealt with pedophiles. But as he stepped into that job, he did that for 10 or 12 years. Yes. And he gave up his pension when he, he was Who what, does a that? few months away from getting his full pension yes. for retirement. And he said around $12 million is what it he, would have been ridiculous. And his wife said, no, I mean, what wife goodness says, this is more important than go our retirement. save the kids, save these children. We can't wait. Uh, it was so impactful. So why do you think though, there's been massive pushback from the media? Well, I, because I believe that the media has something to do with it. I think there's people, I mean, he, Tim alluded to that. There are people in the documentary that there are people benefiting in our nation who are benefiting from this child sex trafficking and their executives he said they're clergymen which yep. they're judges Urgh. it their law enforcement it's unbelievable that our world is so corrupt but it's ne- it's always has been it's never changed my my, my adrenaline just gets up where i just want to go and this yes. i want to go country boy let's go out behind the barn and deal with this this yes. is the stuff that fires me up because it is the atrocities that are happening to children. Can you imagine having one of your children or all of your children stolen, taken, well, kidnapped for the sole purpose of sex trafficking? Them well, think about this. I was reading. I was. Perverts. I know. I was reading I a, a news um, document on on the on my iPhone the other day, and there was a girl, a thirteen-year-old girl. That was, I think she was just walking home from school or walking home in San Antonio, which is 30 miles from here. And a, a gentleman, not gentleman, excuse not a me, gentleman. Um, a, a, a monster freak. freak picked her up, sexually molested her. They ended up, she ended up putting us, they took her all the way to California. She put a sign up while he was in the laundromat washing clothes that says, please help me. And they were able to call the police and get this this monster. First of all, it, praise God oh that my they, gosh. she was had the mindset yes. and, and was aware of what to do yes. to get rescued. But now, knowing the damage that's done oh to her psyche gosh. and her heart, is and she going to trust men again? Is she? It, you know, I know. I, it's like Lord she needs Jesus, prayer. And there's help us. So there's so many more stories I know, out there. Thousands, hundreds of thousands, unfortunately. Because I said there's oh, probably over a million pedophiles. A million. And guess who? Guess what nation is the biggest uh, purchaser and serve? What, what do you call the 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 biggest um, who purchases the most, so to speak? The U.S. The United States yep. of America. What? Because we're so privileged. But we're, we, we don't, we can't. There needs to be a something. We always need something else. Industry. We're not satisfied with anything. We always want the bigger, better thing. The fact, though, that all the major news outlets have, have 
have literally ghosted exactly this organization yes. and this movie, which has already made over a hundred million dollars, flew past. Is some, it still on? I uh, hope it is. I think so. I think they I had to is. extend it because so many people are going to see it now. But I think that I think you know the enemy, the devil, always overplays his hand. Always, and I think the massive public resistance, not from people, but from a handful of news outlets against this Rolling Stone magazine, New York Times. They claim LA. that it's not really happening. Yeah, what? they're like, oh, those people are delusional. This stuff's not and real. And this, this isn't real All, in, in the U.S. The only person, the only kind of people that would say something like that are pedophiles. I'm just going to say it right. out loud. Is because they're, they're protecting something. Mm-hmm. Why would you ghost something there, I cannot believe someone who could be so inhumane as to think that it's okay to rape. And some or, of the descriptions that use, have happened to these children, I know, is or use these these kids for and organs, video, and they videotape them. Yes, and then they send it out on the on the dark web, and all these freaks and perverts are getting off on are getting off on seeing children getting their bones raped. broken. Right. I mean, it gets me really angry. I well, this to, is probably an down. area that gets you more angry than anything <gasps> since we've known, since I've known you. Well, because I worked in the children in, yes. in a foster care agency, two, I did two too, foster care agencies. But you worked directly with the kids. And I was a case manager with children who had been so horrifically abused. And the things and so you read I've to me. I've seen the damage. Yes. And uh, have walked with children through this. So, yes. so yeah, this is near and dear to my heart. But I believe it's more so near and dear to Jesus' it heart. It sure is. And, and, you know, people would say, well, why didn't God just intervene? Because well, he gave us a will. Gave us a free will. Love doesn't, love isn't love unless there's freedom. And so, unfortunately, freedom works both ways. It, freedom works in you, you're free to and you're free not to. Right. You're free to surrender and you're free to resist. And so for those who have resisted God and resisted God's wooing and God's call on their life, they fall. I mean, when you're in sin, you're insane. Right. I'll never forget someone yeah. saying that to us years ago, and when it sure makes sin, sense. You're insane. Right. So those that have rejected God and rejected God righteousness and rejected right living and rejected Jesus they fall into that category. They be, they literally, they lose all sense of there's no moral compass. There's no true north. There's no absolutes. And they fall into, and they, they become, I mean, the Bible's just real straight. They become reprobates. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I'm going strong here, but it's family. Those listening, there are children today, thousands and thousands of them being abused. One of the things Tim Ballard said in one of the interviews we watch is that these kids, these freak pedophiles and these pimps, um, they'll have these children have sex five and ten times a night. They can make people. more money off of a child than they can a drug deal. Exactly. So because they, a drug deal is so one like, time. Forget drugs. Yeah. We're going to human This traffic. is a better way. Yeah. So anyway, um, underground, what's it? Tim Ballard. Um, oh, gosh. Operation Underground Railroad. Thank I had you. to go. O U R. Look it up. Google it and uh, and go see the movie. Go see the movie. We, want, we went to support the yes, movie, and we want movies like this in the yeah. theater. We want yeah. awareness. 
But we I, also want us want people to make a difference. Do something. Good. Don't don't just be aware. Ask God, what is it that I can do in this situation? If it's buy merchandise, if it's send money to them, if it's praying, I mean, whatever oh, it is, praying. Um, do something. Don't just let's just don't just sit here and think. Well, it's not in our backyard. It's in our backyard. And I would say this as an encouragement: Don't go see the movie to be entertained. It's not an it entertainment. But no. go to be informed. Go to learn. Go to be made aware of what is happening. Don't just go and just see it as a as a movie movie where you're just trying to be entertained. That's not the point. The point is awareness. And we've got to make people aware of these atrocities that are happening. And so, yeah, I'm fired up about it. I'm angry about it. But also, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me into what where how to channel this energy into something that makes a difference and he will yes, i totally absolutely. already see it coming absolutely i'm going to say it out loud but i already know there, there'll be some some action involved with this so go see the movie uh so thankful that our dearest friends on the planet adam and tina curry went with us and we were all able to be you know, when we were walking out of the movie, it was real quiet. Did you it notice? Was. It was very quiet. So here's what's really interesting. Right next door to the movie we were in watching this incredible, um, alarming sound, the car, sound, the alarm right next to us, literally two feet away. The door was to the Barbie movie, which a lot of people I've seen on Facebook who love this. The heck but what a is going contrast. on in our world. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know what to say. I don't say. even know what to say. Uh, of course, fact, we don't watch TV much because we don't true. have we don't Praise even have cable God. or anything anymore. But there's some kind of draw, but I don't know what it is. Maybe someone can enlighten me what that is. But honestly, um, maybe it's just it. pure entertainment. So I walk out because you know I got teeny bladder syndrome. TBS. Right. <laughs> I wanted to twice. So, so I had to walk because the movie's three hours long. You get your money's worth. Three hours long. So I had to get a go out a couple of times. I go out in the hallway. There's these two girls standing outside the theater to go into the Barbie movie. And they're taking selfies. I know. And they're doing video probably. And everybody's wearing pink. And they're wearing pink and course, high heels. And I'm like, and I just walked out of seeing a child get, two children get stolen, thrown into a van, abused. Taken to South America. So I come out and I'm just like, my world's been rocked. And I'm seeing these girls. And I'm, the juxtaposition right. of the Barbie movie. And that's to fine the sound if it's good free. entertainment for people. But I, I mean, I just don't know because we don't know. I'm going to calm down right now because that can fire there me are, up. There are things to consider. I mean, as as humans, we need to know what's going on and we need to get we need to find a cause that we can get our wrap our mind around and do something and about it. Make a it. difference. Make Which a right difference. now, one of our causes is what I love Adam Curry doing on with No Agenda is deconstructing the media. Media BS. Yes. Sorry, I said it, but it is what it, it is. It is. It is. There's so much misinformation. You know, propaganda is the word, and mm-hmm. and. <laughs> because of Adam's background and understanding into various mm-hmm. agencies of the government, turns out his parents were employed and he didn't find out till they were till he was seventeen. 
he has seen from the inside, not just, he's not the outside looking in. He's not reading, um, you know, watching YouTube videos to get his information. He's literally lived this and realized that the propaganda machine that's out there that is generating false information for various purposes that are nefarious and dark and it, it's mind bending. It is. It really uh, is. Every, I love Adam. In fact, he and I have a bro date. I know. Tonight. Happening tonight. Super excited. What are you going to do if you run into 10 people from the church? No, not on no. A Monday night. No. Not in town on Monday night. So anyway, so we're going to go out to eat together, he and I, and we're just going to continue to unpack what God's up to in our lives. But but I just so appreciate what he's doing. He and John Dvorak with No Agenda, where they are literally deconstructing what's going on in this world. Which is that um, issue with sex trafficking, sound of freedom, also the trans. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. Don't okay. get me going. Go I'm listen to No you, Agenda. I know. Because <laughs> this but is not this, No Agenda. We have an agenda. I know. But hearing hearing our leaders say it's okay to have um, these dancing this what do they is call, not the America shows? I grew up in. I'm, Actually, I'm I didn't a, grow up in America. I grew up in Texas. It's an abomination to the Lord is what it is. It's an abomination to the Lord. Why in the world would anybody with any sense say this is okay? I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no. Having a, I'm, I'm pulling up Romans chapter 1 right now. Oh, you're going there, aren't you? We need to go there. I mean, we need to quit being so passive about things. Romans chapter 1 so clear, so strong. The whole chapter. The whole chapter, but I, but I want to I want to go into one place in particular here, and it's talking about God's wrath on unrighteousness. And it says, "For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them." For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. Wow. The world is without excuse. excuse. God has shown himself in the clouds, in the mountain, in beauty, in aesthetics, in art. I mean, I listen to what's, what's interesting to me as a follower of Christ uh, when I was young, I burned all my, you know, I got, I right. trashed all my oh, records. CD and, or no, no that we would have been have eight CDs. tracks and albums right. back in the day. <laughs> I trashed true. all those thinking I was doing something for God, but missing the fact that the Imago Dei, the creative nature of God's in all of man, we are been created in the image of God. And so whether it's a song by John Coltrane or, or a song by Journey or whatever, I mean, there is the element in the grace of God in the midst of this genius, musical genius and, and art genius. So listen to this. Uh, this is what was really scary. It says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Wow. That's what I see going on with mm, the World Economic exactly. Forum and all these things. Listen to that phrase, claiming to be wise, they became fools. That's Romans one twenty two, And exchanged the glory 
of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. In other words, we've exchanged the glory of God for stuff, right? for other things. Then look what it says in verse 24. Is he, is He's Mr. Chevy falling? Chair. Yes. Again? <laughs> yeah, he tends to fall through that chair. Listen to this in Romans one twenty four. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. That reeks of the trans issue to yes. me. They're giving up and dishonoring their bodies because, in verse 25, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Wow. That's man worshiping man. Man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who is blessed forever. And it says, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. Right. What? Exactly. Let's just say it for what it is. Right. This is the gay trans issue. And they gave up. Their, their passions that God gave them, they gave them up for dishonorable passions. And the men, verse 27, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. You and can't it, get any more clear than that. it just goes on. I, I mean, I'm going to stop there, but it just goes on. And this is, you know, when, when, when something comes up in your face and you're informed, you go, wait a minute. I've heard this before. This is not new. It feels new because it's current and relevant. It's right. happening right now right. In front, under our nose. But this is something that was spoken about in the first century. Exactly. This is not new. Nothing's new under the sun. Everything yeah, comes, Solomon, comes back King around. King Solomon said that. There's yes. nothing new, new under, under the, the sun. sun. So anyway. Yeah, to watch our world go through this um, in our lifetime. I mean, I, I'm glad my mom passed away a few years ago because I... Honestly, I don't know I don't how know she would have handled. Could have handled this. It couldn't have. It, it. I know it couldn't have. Um, it's so disheartening. But God, there it is. You know, but every God. generation has its challenges, right? Yes. I mean, we we all every generation has a new thing, a new hurdle to overcome. But but new levels of debauchery and new new levels of darkness that arise you know one generation it's getting your you're growing your hair out long all of a sudden that's the worst thing ever the next generation it's cutting yourself cutting, yeah. now this generation it's sex trafficking and human trafficking and child trafficking it's it it's like where does this end and at some point the world is spinning up we were listening watching a video on youtube with jimmy evans pastor yes, jimmy evans tipping from point trinity church boy was he's that talking about the end days the end of time and he's like he's convinced that, that we're, we're there. close yeah we're he right says there. we're there we're there because of the debauchery because of how dark it's always darkest before the dawn right mm -hmm. what i as hard as all this is to take and stomach and navigate and process 
there's also this idea and hope and belief that there's going to be an end time harvest of people coming to know Christ and turning to Jesus like we've never seen. Well, it's it's like what we're seeing um, in Southern California right now. I mean, think about all <laughs> everybody at wrote Cove. California off, right? And right? What have I been saying? I know. Don't write don't California write off. off now. Politically, write them off. <laughs> Spiritually, don't because God has had His hand on that state for decades since uh, 1901 with the Azusa Street revivals and Pastor William Seymour. Most that, of the revivals came out of California. And those revivals, by the way, started in Wales. They were the Welsh revivals, mm-hmm. and they came, came over, over. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the United States, and they landed in, of all places, a little black church called on, Azusa, on the corner of Azusa Street, and God showed up in miraculous ways. My attitude right now is, God, do it again. Yes. God, do it again. And as believers, we need to be praying that. Absolutely. We don't need to stick our head in the no. sand. We need to be praying for revival to hit this land. And we don't need to land. get on social media and just peck out on a keyboard, you know, all of our anger. You know, we've released some frustration today, but but it's just real. It's it's heartfelt, and it's. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm, I'm oh, mad. There's at, a real enemy out there the wanting to destroy. Enemy. I'm yes. mad at the devil. I'm mad at his cohorts and this host, this yes. dark host of the demonic realm. I'm mad at that. I'm mad at them. I'm not mad at people. People are being used as pawns in this. And so our heart is to see redemption for all. Right. And, and people I to turn, what, totally turn from all this wickedness and turn to God. That's the only peace they're ever going to receive. There you go. That's Nailed it. it. Yep. Did we just solve all the problems of the world? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just so, so grateful to Adam, Tina, we were able to go together, but I just, the I remember walking out the doors of that theater in San Antonio and just there was a lot of silence. It was hard to talk. It's hard to express your heart. You know, there's time to be silent, you know, mm-hmm. and that was that was that time. And just love those guys and such a sweet time with them. Um, you're looking at the time. <laughs> so. um one thing I wanted to talk about is we we were so blessed. One of the things we're doing during our sabbatical, just so you know, we were instructed and we're following the playbook not to go to church anywhere, which, which is, is really, really hard. Weird. It's strange for us. It seems because, it's because church is our life. I mean, that's for thirty eight years. It's mm-hmm. been my life longer professionally. Than that. Yeah, yes. yeah, longer than that. So, um, so we've been honoring that, but we. So we've been going online and listening to different messages, and we're part of the Gateway Churches Network, our network of churches. They call it Gateway Network of Churches. We're part of that, and so we've been watching what's going on at Gateway. So uh, Charlotte Gamble, she's from England. And she spoke at Gateway this last weekend, and we watched that message. Which I've never heard her before. Oh, man. Wow. We were blown away. We were blown away. We were blown away. I don't think I've ever heard. She she preached on the passage of Zacchaeus in Luke, which I don't know if I've ever heard anyone preach on Zacchaeus the way she did, for sure. The way she did? No, I've not. Really, really good. Yeah, she extricated some things that were amazing. Amazing, yes. So I'll give you the short version. I'd love for you to share your your feelings on this. Um, Seek, 
stay and stand. stand. Mm-hmm. Talk about that for a minute. What well, did you get out of it? Well, I love the fact that Zacchaeus, he wanted to see Jesus. And he, because he heard he was there in, in the city he was part of, and he had heard about all these miracles. And so he was, he had tried to, he went to like, a, let's just call it like a little revival. If you, if we were going to put it in our terms. There was a crowd that There's gathered. a crowd there, but he's a short person, much like me. And so he decides that he is going to, um, he knows that Jesus is going to leave that revival and oh, the revival, the crowd and a, be walking to the, to go to the next area. And, um, he decides to climb a tree. Okay. For one, I would not think about climbing a tree so I could see, see, I would, I would probably just give up and say, you know what? I can't see, which is what happens to me a lot of times when I go to a concert or something, I just can't see. And I'll just, sometimes I'll just sit down. I don't pay attention to, um, the people around me. And so what I'll do is I'll just sit there and I'll miss out on what maybe God wants me to hear or, or see. But Zacchaeus decided to climb a tree. And it just so happens that Jesus was walking by that tree. And it says he stopped at a spot. And I love the fact that she said this, a spot. Like, like he, if you, if you think about Jesus, he, he could have had security around. If you, if you look at today, let's put him in today's um, terms. He would have security around him and, and they're like, okay, there's a guy that wants to see you. He's on tree number three. You know, she, the way she described him, it was hilarious. But I believe this is what I love about Jesus is he knew that there was someone that needed what he had. And so what he did, which, which is what I love is, is, Zacchaeus, he called him by his name. That was so powerful to me to read it the way she told the story, because it says that in the word of God, he knew his name. What? Because if you think about that, Jesus knows our name. He knows all of our needs. He knows where we are. He knows our struggles. He knows when we're celebrating. But he he looked up where Zacchaeus was in the tree, and he called him, and he knew his name. That that was the first thing that stood out to me. So powerful. Which, I, what I love about Zacchaeus is he was seeking the Lord. Yes, in fact, wow. the way the way Charlotte put it, and I, I want to say these points yes, because yes. they're so powerful. Three points: seek to see. Think about that. Seek to see. Seek to see. And what are you seeking to see? What are you seeking to see? I mean, what a question to ask myself. What am I seeking to see? Am I seeking to see him or am I seeking to see something else that to fill a void or to fill, you know, an empty space in my life? Am I seeking other things? But am I seeking to see him? And that's what Zacchaeus Zacchaeus literally went to see him. Because he heard. Him do do all these miraculous things, and mm-hmm. people, you know, in the city, just enamored by what they're seeing. He's like, "Wait, I've got to go see what they're seeing," and that's exactly what he did. He climbed a tree. I just think of how. I mean, think about it. 
when we seek to see something that we really want to we'll do go, whatever we we'll, we'll, we'll board whatever a, it takes we'll board a plane and fly to nashville to go see journey and toto Right. Oh, no. Let me give you a better example. We went to Utah. We were part we of the set oh, yeah. on The Chosen. On The Chosen. Yeah, we were. And we could see this where they were doing having a Good scene. metaphor. And so what did we do? The, we the, climbed. The tour guy that was with us, and we were the only ones who showed up. They were supposed to have a, um, a busload of people show up for this tour guide and for the tour. And something happened. Somebody had COVID. So it just happens to be you and I. And he says, let's climb up. We climbed. I'll never forget it. We climbed up on the roof. Yeah, a movie set. Yes. We're up on the roof in the catwalk. Yes. I mean, and we're looking down and we're, we have a a bird's eye view. That was crazy. It was amazing. But so, yeah, I have. to see. I have. I have not climbed a tree, but we did climb climbed a catwalk. A we went through some crazy things. Yes. I was thinking OSHA would not appreciate no, this. No. This is and dangerous. Yeah. At one point, I think, we, and they let us take pictures and finally crazy. they said, okay, y'all that need to, yeah. y'all need to move. Yeah. Like the producer came up there and said, Hey, you guys are kind of in the shot. Y- y'all, y'all, are, y'all are distracting. Y'all are photobombing the movie. I it was know. kind of funny. It was funny. But you know what? We were seeking to we see. Wanted to see. We wanted to see. I wanted to be a part of it. I totally forgot about that. So the second point is seek to see is the first great metaphor. The second one is seek to stay. Yes. Seek to stay because Jesus, when he saw Zacchaeus, he stopped and he said, I'm staying at your place. Which is. I'm staying. I can't here. even imagine Jesus saying something like that. He didn't even know him, but he called him by name. name. You already said yes. that. So he calls him by name and says, I'm staying at your place. Yes. Whoa. Stay. I would be like, wait, what, what am I? I got to fix dinner. I've got to, I've got to clean up the <laughs> you house. You would have gone into Martha mode. I would have gone into Martha mode. And in, I and, marry your Martha. Yeah. That's for sure. But I love that because I think of also when Jesus, when when we acknowledge Him, He seeks to stay in our life. I love it. He so wants powerful. to stay with us at all times. He doesn't. He's never going to leave. He's never going to forsake us. Are we going to recognize that he is staying with us at all times? And what that should provoke in us and inspire in us is our desire to stay in him him. and stay where he's called us to be. Yes. And that's the sad part is that so many people will bail and leave or quit before the blessing ever comes. How many people do that? I mean, we... We see people oh, do that all the time, it. or they, they'll the be in a church and they'll be like, yeah, I'm not getting in anything out of this, which usually it's because they're not seeking to stay. They're already looking elsewhere yeah. and, and then they'll just bail on the first, you know, the first thing that comes up. Oh yeah, I knew I was supposed to go. So think about it this way. There are some things that you will never see yes. unless you choose to stay. Exactly. There's a book out right now. I'm trying to remember the author. It's a new book. It's called Raised to Stay. And she she's has gone through, and she's part of that millennial generation. Uh, she was on staff at Life Church out in Colorado Springs. Oh, which yeah. We love and have a high value for that church. Pastor Grady Boyd, wonderful, wonderful church. She's one of the worship leaders out there. And she said that as a millennial, she had many time, many opportunities to be offended through the years doing church life and being on staff at a church. But she believed that God raised her to stay. And so she wrote a book about it, 
about the power of staying. Wow. Power of not quitting. I see a power of not giving up. Sermon series there. (laughs) Raised to stay. (laughs) Isn't that great? But really think about it. There's some things you'll never see unless you choose to stay. Here's another way to say it. When you leave before God's timing, you'll miss what God wanted you to see in that season Mm -hmm. and in that place. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. How many stories do we have about that? of people who came to us or didn't come to us. They just quit and left the church or they came to this pastor. I just feel led to go somewhere else. I'm not getting fed here. I'm going to, and I'm like, wow. Most of the time so... they're telling that to someone else, not right. us. That's true. That's true. Very few times. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, well, what if God was causing, calling you to not just be fed, but you to feed? Exactly. <laughs> give me a break. It's like, come on, you've got something to contribute and exactly. give. But so many people, because we're in a consumeristic, we are consumers. We're consumers. This is, this is America. I just buy what I want, when I want. We or, we got FedEx showing up during the show. We'll probably have UPS. We'll probably the have mail. Prime. The mailman will Prime be coming will anytime. I mean, my phone, my thing just went off. So anyway, all this stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because we're consumeristic. But we take that into our faith life. Right. And we go Which to a church God never and we shop that to churches. Right. Oh my gosh. Maybe, maybe God has called you to stay. Maybe God has raised you to stay. Jesus came to stay with Zacchaeus. Right. But Zacchaeus also had to take a step and say, I'm going to stay with you. And I'm what's not going to let go. What's the third? The third one uh, is seek to stand. stand. Seek to stand in Luke 19, 8. We read that that Zacchaeus stood up. So listen to this. Verse 7. All the people saw this and began to mutter. And he has gone to be with the guest of a sinner because Jesus said, I'm going to come stay with you. So they left together. Mm-hmm. Right? So here's, Which the Pharisees are so upset that oh, he's going to off. a sinner's house. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, Zacchaeus would have been considered. Yeah, he's the sinner. Yeah, he's the sinner. Because he's the Jew who turned his back on them. Because he was a Rome, fraud. Yeah, because Rome hired him to, to collect taxes for Caesar. And so it says this, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. I mean, God rocked through Jesus. Because he was wealthy. He was a very, he didn't have need for God because he was so wealthy. Look what he says. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four Four times times. the amount. What? Compound interest, baby. (laughs) Jesus said this to him. Today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. So three things, simple, seek to see, seek to stay, and seek Seek to to stand. stand. Because here's the deal, if you see, you come to see, and you see Jesus, if you come to stay, and you stay with him, and stay in his will, then you will stand. You will stand. You'll have the power, the the motivation, the inspiration, Mm -hmm. the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to stand where you live, where you work. And where, and you, where play. you play. Rock wow. and roll, baby. Man, I, know. I just love it. That I was a great message. Of God. It was so good. Such a great word of God. And and Pastor Eddie, get back to our very first conversation. Super excited. He came to our church and preached on honor 
Tina said it was amazing. Can't, she got can't some wait insight. to watch it, but we're going to wait. She was sharing with me some of her insight. Oh, cool. Anything you want to share? No, I mean, nothing that I need to share on online, but it was okay, really cool. good. It was really, it. really good. And uh, I, I'm, I can't wait to go back and listen. It's very hard not to. I know. You asked me, can I go, can we watch Pastor Eddie? And you're like, I said, no. Nope. We're following his playbook, I by the way. I know. It was he his playbook. He wrote the playbook. I know. So we're following it. Well, listen, we want to say thank you for listening today. Thank you for being with us. Get fired up with us just like everybody else is. <laughs> no, not like everybody else, but like believers should be. We need to take a stand. It's we need time. to take a stand for truth. It's time. Take a stand for righteousness. Yes. And not be bullied and pushed around by the powers that be. And so we want to encourage Greater you. is he that is in us than he that's in the world. Come on, girl. But we've got to use the power that Christ gives us. And never forget who the real enemy is. It's Lucifer, not a person. Devil. It's not a human being. No. Uh, they sometimes look like human beings, but they're not our enemy. The enemy is our enemy. Right. The right. devil himself. But we have been given victory over him. We overcame exactly. by the blood, blood of, of the, the lamb, lamb and, and the, the word, word of our, our testimony. testimony. We love you guys. Have an amazing week. Thanks for being with us. Yes, and thank Don't you to forget. everybody who's writing in, who's, who's giving, who's giving. We this. so appreciate you everything you're amazing. doing. We love Keep you it guys. coming. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>